0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, March 8th. Good morning, I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines: Newsom hires environmental lobbyist. Closure on VAs within sight. And gene-edited beef gets FDA. Okay. Newsom appoints top environmental lobbyist to Cal EPA. Governor Newsom has appointed Rachel Zwilger as an assistant general counsel of enforcement for the Cal EPA. As a water policy advisor at Defenders of Wildlife, Zwilger has been a fierce opponent of voluntary agreements for Bay Delta flows. In 2020, she argued the administration's framework for agreements did not meet the state's environmental standards and was built on quicksand instead of credible science. The group threatened to walk out of the process. Defenders of Wildlife has been a plaintiff in lawsuits over Trump-era biological opinions with Zwilger calling them a death sentence for endangered Delta fish. This year, she took aim at the state's emergency drought plan, calling it an exploitive process that violated fish and wildlife protections. Zwilger has worked for the Natural Resources Defense Council as well. The Cal EPA position does not require Senate confirmation. And now, here's a promotion for the Spring AgriPulse Summit coming up. The AgriPulse Ag and Food Policy Summit is focused on laying the groundwork for the next farm bill. Sarah Wyatt of the AgriPulse staff will convene a number of political employees, members of Congress, food and agriculture leaders, along with industry experts and academics for a full day of discussion. To see the agenda and to register, go to AgriPulse.com. Nemeth hopes for closure on voluntary agreements soon. Department of Water Resources Director Carla Nemeth acknowledged the state's goal of a comprehensive plan for both the Sacramento and the San Joaquin River watersheds has been an obstacle for completing voluntary agreements. The comprehensive approach means navigating diversity of stakeholders and hydrology throughout the process. Speaking at a Regional Water Authority event yesterday, Nemeth said the state has shown that it is serious about finding closure in the process soon. The state has made significant investments in landscape-scale habitat restoration and environmental review exemptions for such projects. The drought is also adding pressure to secure agreements. We would like to be in a situation where we can start supporting the species voluntarily as early as next year, Nemeth said, noting that she hopes for resolution soon so we can just really get to implementing. Russian invasion of Ukraine threatens Brazilian fertilizer supplies. Brazil, a global agriculture powerhouse, may be cut off from key supplies of fertilizer as the Russian invasion of Ukraine intensifies. Brazilian farmers are right now about halfway finished with the year's soybean harvest, and they'll plant their next soybean crop later this year. According to an analysis by the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service, Brazil gets about a fourth of its fertilizer from Russia. About 80% of all of the fertilizer Brazilian farmers use is imported. In Brazil, there is a rising concern that growers may not be able to expand the crop planted area in the 22-23 season, the report says. Without critical nutrients such as potash, Brazil will also see lower crop yields. FDA clears the way for marketing of gene-edited beef. Genome-edited beef could be in the market as soon as two years from now. The Food and Drug Administration said in announcing it has made a low-risk determination in connection with the first intentional genomic alteration in an animal for food use. The gene-edited cattle have shorter hair, making them more tolerant of hot weather, FDA says. The genetic alteration raises no safety concerns. Accelogen, the company that produced the gene-edited cattle, said the slick trait will be used to transform beef production to be more sustainable and improve animal welfare in warmer climates. Take note. FDA doesn't appear ready to give up its regulatory authority for gene-edited food animals. Industry groups would like to see the authority transferred to USDA. FDA, however, used the announcement of the Excelligent approval to urge biotech companies to submit more traits for approval. EPA officials talked dicamba, endangered species, with state pesticide regulators. Dicamba appears to be safe for another growing season as EPA continues to look at how to address off-target damage from the herbicide the agency documented in a report in December. Even if the agency had a solution that it thought could address the frequency and severity of these incidents nationwide, it's unlikely that something like that can be implemented in time for the upcoming growing season, Mihal Friedhoff, EPA's Assistant Administrator for the Office of Chemical Safety and Pollution Prevention, told members of the Association of American Pesticide Officials at a meeting yesterday, we may need your data again next year as we continue to try to address this very real problem. Friedhoff also said EPA would work with states that want to restrict use of the chemical In addition, the assistant administrator told attendees of APCO's 75th annual meeting that the coming weeks EPA would release a work plan to address how it should review the impacts of pesticide on endangered species so its priorities are not driven by the courts. Friedhoff said, we need to take back control. Here's today's She Said It. Without major reform to how EPA meets its ESA obligations, the courts will continue to be the regulator driving the schedule and priorities. That's just wrong. That Miha Friedhoff, EPA's Assistant Administrator for Office of Chemical Safety and Pollution Prevention, addressing the Endangered Species Act and pesticides at the Association of American Pesticide Officials meeting. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Tuesday, March 8th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.